Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 510 for the 25th of Nissan in a regular year. Today, we're going to be talking about buried treasure. To start off, I want you guys to think about your lives and think about how it is that you go about making money and think about how you go to work. Prob- most probably, maybe you have work for yourself. Maybe you work for somebody else, how you toil and work and work and try to develop good ideas to make yourself become more financially stable, to become more wealthy, whatever it is. Now, what if I were to tell you that in your backyard, there's actually a treasure trust with loads and loads and loads of gold and other jewels and and valuable items that's buried deep within the ground of your in your backyard. So what would you do? Would you continue to keep going to work and trying to develop money and trying to develop riches and find good investments and things like that? Or would you immediately stop everything, assuming that I wasn't lying to you, obviously, and go into your backyard and start digging and start uncovering what was already there? So while I'd like to say that this is the truth and you really do have buried physical treasure in your backyard, I'm not... um, a psychic, so I can't tell you that much, really, unfortunately. However, what I can tell you, because this is not my own words, this is something which the Ultra Rebbe is going to be teaching us today, is this actually is very true on a spiritual level and in terms of spiritual treasures. And what what are we talking about when we talk about spiritual treasures in this context? Is the idea of some a word that, which we've been bringing up in this chapter already, chapter 42, which we've been learning, which is the idea of das. So what is das? So das is um, commonly translated to mean knowledge, but we talked about in yesterday's episode how it means a lot more than that, On uh, when, especially when we talk about it in a more spiritual, Kabbalistic, Hasidic way. The word das really connotes connection, attachment, feeling something and knowing something viscerally inside of your bones, really in a very tangible way. And we are all called upon to really develop this das, this intense attachment and feeling towards God and to really know God, not just in this like intellectual abstract way, but to know him in a very visceral way, in a way that really seeps into our bones and we really feel emotionally attached to God. And we talked about the seeming difficulty in this because who are we? We're just lowly human beings that don't necessarily have the highest state of consciousness that we live in. And then we talked about how we actually could all access this level of Das by virtue of Moshe Rabbeinu, because Moshe Rabbeinu, first of all, uh, is he stems from the supernal Das. So he is like the epitome of this Das. And every single one of us has an aspect of Moshe Rabbeinu within us. And so, too, 
in every generation, there are sparks of Moshe Rabbeinu that travel down into the generation. And so by attaching ourselves to those sparks of Moshe, namely the Torah scholars and the very wise people, we can suckle from this das and we can awaken it within us. Today, the altar up is going to take this even further. And he's going to liken das really to this idea of a buried treasure, just like what I was discussing before. And just like with a buried treasure, it's not so much about going out there and trying to develop riches and trying to find the right investments and make money and things like that. It's more about recognizing that you have a buried treasure in your backyard and then you just need to dig and you need to uncover the dirt. So too is it when it comes to DOS, when it comes to our knowledge of God. Every single Jew, by virtue of being Jewish, by virtue of who we are, contains within us this ability to connect to God on this visceral level, on this very tangible, emotional level. And all we need to do is we need to remove the obstructions that are preventing it from manifesting. When I say all we need to do, that's actually the first step. But there's actually a second step to finding a buried treasure as well. So... Well, it is true that step one of finding a hidden treasure in your backyard is to dig and to get rid of the obstructions that are above the ground and get rid of that dirt. Level two <clears throat> is to search. So again, this isn't a searching on the outside. We know that the treasure is buried on the inside. We know it's buried in our backyard. So we don't have to travel to some foreign country to try to find this treasure. Nevertheless, the backyard could be a really big place. And nevertheless, the treasure may be buried very deep inside of the ground. We don't know how low. We don't know the exact stop, spot of the treasure. So there is a good amount of actual searching that needs to take place. The second level of finding this treasure, of tapping into this das, which will ultimately lead to this fear of God and this sense of awe of God that will prevent us from going against God's will, involves really doing a spiritual kind of search. So going back for a moment to the first step, to removing obstructions, to you know, digging, getting rid of the dirt that surrounds the treasure. So what are the obstructions? What obstructs us from really being tuned with this das within us? So really, simply put, it's our bodies. We are a soul. We are having a, a, a physical experience here in this world, but we're really spiritual beings. The truly deepest part of ourselves is our soul, especially being Jewish and who we are as Jews is our godly soul. It's the part of us that is connected to God, that is actually a part of God himself. And so while this should mean that we should live with this experience of being conscious of who we are and being conscious of our godly self. This isn't always our reality because we live within a physical body. And this physical body can be thought of as obstruction, can be thought of as like the dirt that's covering the uh, the treasure. Or let's say if you wanted to eat an orange or another fruit that has a very thick thick um layer thick peel to it so once again it's not so much about trying to get at the fruit so much as it is about removing the peel uh, and so let's say if you wanted to eat a nut like a walnut or a pistachio in order to extract the fruit you first need to get rid of the shell so today we're really going to be talking about how that first level that first the first thing that we need to do in order to get at that treasure that's buried within ourselves is to remove the obstruction that's holding, that's covering it up. And then as mentioned, there's step two, once we've removed the obstruction, now it's time to search to actually, you know, 
look around and, and try to find that treasure. Um, but I think we should get into the text now and see how the altar of it explains all of this. And he begins with this first step, talking about the removal of the obstruction. And then as we'll see, we're going to move on to that second step as well. So here we go. And uh, for context, we're in the middle of chapter 42 of Lucatamarm. So the altar says that this power and this characteristic, name meaning to say what what are we talking about? What power? To be able to connect our da'as, to connect our knowledge with God, is found within every single Jewish person through the fact that it suckles from the soul of Moshe Rabbeinu, as we talked about yesterday. However, because the soul is vested within the body, it needs a lot, a lot of toil, a lot of exertion, very intense exertion, doubled and redoubled. So what do we mean by it needs doubled and redoubled exertion to in order to access this DOS? So this means that there are two main aspects that are necessary in order to access it. Today, we're going to focus on the first. So the first one is the first type of exertion is the exertion of the flesh to be able to squash down the body to make it become submissive so that it will not darken the light of the soul. So meaning to say that basically the our physical bodies that we have, they serve as this like covering, like this obstruction, this dark obstruction to prevent the light of the soul from shining through. So we need to squash it just like we need to, we would need to squash the dirt in order to get at this, the treasure in a physical sense. And then the altar over here cites the Zohar to support this idea where it says in the Zohar that a body in, and this is from the beginning of chapter 29 of the Zohar where it says a body into which the light of the soul does not penetrate should be crushed. And so again, this idea that in order to really let this, the light of the soul shine through, we must first crush the body. We must crush this obstruction, which is called the body. And how do we do this? Says the altar abbot. We do this. We squash the body, crush the body through having thoughts of tshuva from the depths of the heart, as is written more there in the Zohar. So that's the first step. So the first step that we need to do is that we need to uncover the obstruction, meaning to get rid of the obstruction by breaking down the body, by really bringing the body into a state of submission. And what this means is to try to arouse in one's minds thoughts of repentance and return to God. So now the second level of exertion, the ultra explains today, is the toil and the exertion of the soul so that it will not become weighed down through this service of the exertion of thinking to really deepen one's thoughts and to really meditate upon the greatness of God for a great amount of time in an un uninterrupted manner. So meaning to say, step one was really just coming to that place, coming to the place where the body is not holding us back from embarking on the spiritual service and like setting aside in our mind, okay, I'm not gonna let the body hold me back. I'm gonna let my body, my body's listening to me right now. It's going to be submissive to my higher self. And now I will use my thoughts to meditate upon God. Step two, as we're learning today, is getting deeper into what this meditation involves and how it, this is now the more, this is where the soul comes in. And this is where the mind and the soul really need to come into play and exert themselves and not get weighed down by the body or or by the exertion of 
that that's involved in this process. And now the Altarabha explains that the, this process, this process of meditation that he's describing is not equal for each person. So some people, for example, says the Altarabha, are very refined by nature. So all they need to do is just think briefly about the greatness of God. And just through a little bit of contemplation upon the greatness of God, this will bring them to a great sense of awe and fear of God. So some people are like, you know, they're very pure in that way that they just have to think about it a little bit and immediately they will get this sense of awe, of inspiration. As is written in the Shulchan Aruch, says the Alter Rebbe, in the Arachayim, uh, in Siman Aleph, that when a person meditates upon a great king, meaning the king of all kings, meaning God, who fills all the worlds, who fills this entire earth, with his glory and is standing upon him and looks at his deeds immediately when a person thinks about these things then they will this will bring them to great fear so or to great yura which again is this word that's kind of used interchangeably to mean fear and awe um so again so the altar is bringing support for this idea from the shulchan aruch where it says that all in these kind of pe certain people need to do is really just think about the fact that god's glory fills the entire world and then they're like immediately brought into the state of trembling before God and wanting to do God's will and being scared of him. However, says the Alter Rebbe, there are also other soul types of souls. There are some souls that are more lowly by nature and from birth uh, based on their origin because they come from the lower levels of the 10 spheres of Asiya. So the, these souls do not come from such a high place and they will not be able to so readily find in their thoughts thoughts of godliness, but rather they're going to need to toil a lot and with a lot of intensity. And this will be especially true if they became impure through the sins of youth. So sins basically, says the Alter Rabbi, they, they separate, like they desensitize a person to godliness, to, to this to feelings of holiness and to this, these feelings that we're trying to generate. As is written, says the Alter Rabbi in the Sefer Hasidim chapter 35. And so then the altar goes on and he says that so while for these kind of people it might take a lot of toil and it might be they might it might require a lot of intensity and deepening in their thoughts to really think about God and it might not come so easily to them and it might take them a long time nevertheless this is a guarantee says the altar that through this toil and through this effort then this at, at the very least they will come to this level of lower level of Yura, lower level of fear, which is kind of like the baseline prerequisite that we're all trying to get to. And then the Alter Rebbe brings support for this through citing first the Gemara in chapter in, in Megillah, page 6b, where it says, Yagati umatsati ta'amin. So this is a famous quote from the Gemara, which literally means if somebody comes upon you and they say, I have searched and I have found, then you should believe them. Meaning, or I have toiled and I found is a more accurate trans translation or I've exerted myself and I found. And the just to understand the context of this, uh, this citation from the Gemara, before that, it's, it's talking about where Rabbi Yitzchak says that if somebody says to you that I searched or I toiled and I did not find, then you should not believe them. And if somebody says I did not toil and I found, you should not believe them either. The only time that you believe somebody is if they say that I toiled and then I found, then we should believe them. So meaning to say that like toiling is really the answer to finding. Like you can't find buried treasure, to go back to our analogy, without searching for it it doesn't things just don't come easily that doesn't work like that and then the altar brings another citation here this time from Mishle, chapter 2 verse 
4 to 5 which says im tivakshana kasaf vechamatsmonim tekhpsana az tavin yiratashem so what that literally means is if you if you seek it like money and search for it as forbidden treasures then you will understand the fear of god so meaning to say right here this is the analogy we've been using all along so Mishle uses this very same analogy that a person really needs to search after God and after serving God in the same way that a person would search after a treasure that is buried deep into the earth and just like a person would really dig for a treasure if you knew that you had a buried treasure deep in your backyard you would do this with a lot of alacrity and intensity, right? Like you'd really, really be working hard to find that tre- treasure. So, so too, do we need to dig after uh, with great intensity to be able to reveal the treasure of Yerat Shemaim, of fear of heaven, which is hidden and concealed in the understanding of every single Jewish heart. So this is our treasure. Our treasure is this feeling of fear of God. And this is something that we all need to try to really, really work to try to toil after, just like we would toil and search for physical treasure that was buried in our backyard. And now the altar rabbi is going to explain a little bit. He's going to elaborate upon what he just mentioned, this idea that it's found in the, it's concealed in the understanding of the heart of every Jewish Jewish person. So what does that mean? It's the understanding of the heart. So he, so the altar rabbi explains that this understanding of the heart is in an aspect and level, which is above time. And this is the innate yura, the innate fear that is hidden as we've been talking about. So we already spoke about this idea that every single Jewish person has within in them this innate fear that just needs to be uncovered. However, even though this level of fear that we just talked about transcends time, it's something which is above time, in order to bring it out into actuality in a way of, what do we mean by actuality? To bring us to actually fear doing a sin, actually fear going against the will of God, meaning that we'll abstain from doing bad things in action, speech and thought, we need to reveal it in its place in our heart, in the hiddenness of the understanding of our heart, which is above time, to bring it into actual thought inside of the mind. So even though as it's buried within our heart, it's in a a way that transcends time, in order to bring it into actuality, we actually need to bring it into time. We actually need to bring it into our thoughts right now so that it translates into our physical actions. And how do we do this? We do this really deepening in our thoughts for a good amount of time until it becomes actualized, until it comes from potential into actuality, meaning to say that we actually see that we are doing we are abstaining from bad and we're doing good in thought, in speech, and in action, in the face of God, who sees us, uh, who looks at us, and who hears us, and who listens to us, and who understands all of what we do, and and um, examines our kidneys, so to speak, in our heart, like the, he really sees our insides. As our sages taught, and here the altar ends off again with another, with a citation from Perke Avos, chapter 2, verse 1, which chapter two, Mishnah one, which says, So in Perke Avas, it's taught that in order to, to abstain from do, doing a sin, in order to prevent ourselves from sinning, we need to look at three things. We need to know that which is above us. So this is, so the full citation from Mish, from Perke Avas, which the Altar Rebbe doesn't quote here, but I'll cite it here, is that, 
והסתכל בשלושה דברים, ואי אתה בא לידי עבירה. דם מעל למעלה ממך, עין רואה ואוזן שומעת, וכל מעשיך בספר נכתבים. So, you should look upon three things, and this will prevent you from doing a sin. One is you should know that which is above you. There is in two, there is an eye that sees and an ear that hears, and three, every, all of your deeds are written down in a book. So the Altar Bar really only cites the idea of the eye seeing and the ear hearing, but he alludes to all of the rest. And the main idea is to really have this awareness that God sees us and God hears us and God knows all of our actions. He knows all of our insights. So that's the end of this section. So once again, just to kind of sum it all up, is basically we started talking about this analogy of understanding serving God in a way of fear and developing this fear of God in a way of seeing it as a treasure buried in our backyard. Initially, we spoke about how the first step of uncovering buried treasure is to take away the obstructions, to try to really squash the body and try to bring the body into submission, which is the same idea of getting rid of anything that might be obstructing the treasure from shining its light, from becoming uncovered. And then we went on to speak about the next level, which is the level of actually searching for the treasure. So now that we're in that realm of that, we're actually digging. So once we're digging, so now we're, we've gotten rid of the obstructions in the sense that we started the digging process. Now we really need to get into it and we need to toil and we need to search and we need to work, work, work. And some people, this will not need a lot of effort to be able to do this, to find within themselves this hidden treasure, meaning this hidden fear that they have of God. And some people, because of their more lowly stature and their lowly level of their soul, they're going to need a lot more exertion to be able to do this. But the Altar Rabbit guarantees all of us that no matter who you are, no matter what level you're at, no matter what sins you've done in the past, through enough toil and exertion, you will be able to find this treasure buried down in the ground, which uh, in this case is buried inside of our hearts. And it is in the understanding of our hearts. And this level of understanding within our hearts that contains within us this ability to have us have this manifest actualized fear of God that will lead us to practically not going against God in any, in any way, shape, or form, whether it's in thought, speech, or action, this this type of understanding is transcends time. However, in order to have it become manifest and have it be revealed in a way that really actualizes it ourselves in the way that we want it to, we need to bring it into time. We need to bring it into our thoughts. We need to actually take the time and a lot of time to really sit and contemplate and meditate upon this. So by listening to this podcast, I should mention, this is a way of doing this. So those of you who are following along the podcast, those of you who learn Tanya on a regular steady basis, here you are doing exactly what the ultra suggests, namely meditating upon these ideas, meditating upon God's greatness, meditating upon how God sees our actions, fills the world, is totally involved in every single aspect of our lives. We can't hide from him. And the more we contemplate this and the more we really, really, really try to understand it and grapple with it, the more we will eventually have this fear of God become actualized so that it really translates into our actions being only in line with God. So that is it for today. And we're going to continue with this chapter tomorrow. And I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzhak ben Benyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. 
To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.